Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Driver Stories. This episode's a little different. It's spooky season, and the Halloween is coming up. So we thought it'd be a good idea to do an episode on truck driver urban legends and superstitions. So here with us today is Bruce Pritcher. He's been with LGT since 2014, I believe. 13. 2013, yes. And uh, many of you know Bruce because in his current role, he's driver trainer for LGT. And uh, he's been all over the map, either training or driving um, all over the United States. And so today we're going to talk about truckers, legends, and myths. And are you a believer? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, here are some popular trucker superstitions that we found. Here's the first one, Bruce. You ready? I'm ready. All right. You have to hold your breath when driving by a cemetery. People believe you can breathe in the spirits of the dead and become possessed. I've heard that. But uh, the first thing in my mouth is how many dead people are over there? And everybody <laughs> says all of them. But I've heard that. Okay, so Bruce, if you don't know Bruce, Bruce has got a joke for everything. So be prepared today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so another superstition is that trucks have to be a she. I did not know that. Yes, absolutely. Because they're like sailors and they're boats, right? That that even goes down to pickup trucks. I mean, like I I have an old international pickup truck and it's, it's just called Betsy. That's what we've always called it. So why is it a she? You know, I don't know why that is. It, uh, Really, I don't, but I know that's what I've always said. You know, her, the old girl, you know, we that's what we call um, 110, me and Kelly, the old girl. We're going to go get and use the old girl today, you know. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So the superstition is that if it's a she, it helps keep the driver safe. You know, I've never heard kind that. Kind of a sexist little thing. It isn't is, it? isn't it? Right. <laughs> I well, usually if... that won't happen. The female keeps the male safe, even though, you know, you've seen the old TV shows, the uh, yeah. The male's always the idiot and the female keeps him from getting hurt. He have seen those. <laughs> well, I wonder I wonder if what a female truck driver calls her truck. You know, I don't know, but I've always heard any truck is a is a female. And it used to be I thought all hurricanes were female, but Well, that's not true. That's not. No. We just had a male hurricane. Right. Yeah. All right, so here's another one. Don't drive with a fifty dollar bill. Do you know where that came from? I do not. So Joe Weatherly, NASCAR driver, do you know him? I do. So apparently on his last race, he crashed and died. So when they when they got his body out of the car, right, in his wallet, he had two $50 bills in his pocket. And mm. that's where that one comes okay. from. Okay. All right. Well, I rarely have enough, that much money in my pocket. so I wouldn't, <laughs> But hey, I remember that one. I, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Don't cross a highway when finding a place to pull off. Bad luck will come. Have you heard that? Yes. Where'd that come from? I don't know where that came from, but I mean, you know, you hear all kind of stuff. Like, and I always heard, don't drive in the left lane. You don't have that one, do you? I don't have that one. Because if someone crosses the median, they're the first, you're the first person they meet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, there's another one that says, never piss on a truck or it'll piss on you. <laughs> treat your truck right and she'll treat you right. <laughs> you know, I've never heard that one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to remember that now when I'm out in the middle of nowhere and there's no restroom. (laughs) Yeah, and there's another one that's... So let me ask you this. When you get to your final destination, do you get out of your truck and path the dash? 
Or do you pad anything when you finish your run? No. Okay. I don't. But I'll tell you this one, it has nothing to do with trucking. Okay. Whenever I get on an airplane, I always pat the outside of the airplane. I go like that. Every time when I when just I just for good the, luck? It's just always done. It's a habit. I guess a superstition of mine, if you had to ask me if I had any. Absolutely. I always just tapped out, you know. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, just get us there safely. <laughs> well, this is one when you reach your destination. And apparently there's a superstition out there that you have to pat the dash and thank your truck for a job well done. I have done that before, but I didn't know it was a superstition. Yeah. I have like, oh, thank you, girl, got me here. And now it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, thank you. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Okay, how about this one? Going through a yellow light, you hit the roof for good luck. No. No? I've never heard that one, but I'm always looking in the mirror to see if the police is looking. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the kids and I, when we were driving, taking road trips or whatever, when you cross the railroad tracks, we'd always lift our feet, right? Because it would be bad luck if I have done that too, yeah. yes. Yeah, and then the other <laughs> one that the kids used to do is to be in two places at one time. So when you're crossing over from one state line to the other, you reach your arms out so you yes. get two places at one time. <laughs> Going back to the yellow light, I, I got uh, pulled over one time uh, because I went through the yellow light and I was in a truck. And I told the cop, I said, it was yellow when I got under. He said, well, your, it was red when your trailer went under. And I said, well, give the trailer the ticket then. <laughs> that didn't go over too it, well. I bet that didn't go over very well at all. <laughs> that was in Yazoo City, Mississippi. No kidding. And the police came up and changed the light. And he knew I couldn't stop. He It was yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning. He was the only person out there besides me. And so he, he didn't give the trailer the ticket. He gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you ever have anything hanging from your mirror? Um, yes, I do. What do you have? Well, I used to have the garter from my wedding. Wow, okay. And I, I think it dilapidated. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so and, what do you got uh, now? Nothing right now, but um, I had a I had my uh, tassel my high school oh, yeah. years ago, and I think it's I think it's the same thing happened. You know, the sun got to it, but after my graduation for years, I had that on any vehicle I had was my high yeah. school tassel. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, a lot of people have lucky charms hanging from their mirrors. Huh. Yeah, this is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Sandy has something from her mirror, but I'm not sure. What she had, I think it's an air freshener, actually. But <laughs> that's some not kind a lucky of it's charm. the shape of a heart. Or whatever. No, it's not a lucky charm. <laughs> All right, here's another one. I got two more. Okay. Never haul empty. That's why drivers put stuffed animals on their trailers if they don't have anything. I think that's a flatbed luck. guy thing. Really? I think it is, and they also will put a Tonka truck. I've seen them do the Tonka truck thing on the flatbed. On the flatbed, they have to always have a load, right? And so, do they tie it down? Yes. They certainly do. Wow, I'm going to have to look for that. Now, I've never pulled flatbed, but I've passed a lot of them, you know, and they're, they're past me, and I'll go, hey, you know, that's a pretty heavy load you got there, driver. Sure you don't want to go weigh that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. That's something new. I haven't ever heard that. Yep. And then here's, a, here's the last one. Throwing loose change under the passenger seat of a new truck. It'll bring you good luck. I never heard that one, but yeah. I need to try that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you don't have a new truck. I guess you'd have a new nope. pickup truck. <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, those are. Okay, so those are superstitions. Um, now we have some urban legends. Oh. So I'm going to read a little story, and then okay. you can tell me what you think about it. Um, right. The first one's really interesting. 
It's actually um, Route 666, which is called the Devil's Highway, right? So apparently this abandoned stretch of road spans nearly 200 miles and it's called the Devil's Highway. The name originates from when the highway was established back in 1926. It was the sixth branch of Route 66, which runs from Monticello, Utah, and ends in Gallup, New Mexico. Events on the highway have ranged from paranormal to disappearances and deaths. Statistically, the accidents and fatalities on Route 666 are abnormally high compared to other highways in the United States. Abnormal lights, disappearing black sedans, black dogs, UFOs, those are some of the reported events that happened while on this stretch. So one of the more famous stories on Route 666 is that of the mad driver who drives a flaming semi-truck and runs drivers off the road before vanishing. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know that movie? And I can't remember who the guy is, um, but he turns into a flaming head. What is that? Oh, that's you know? a motorcycle movie. Isn't yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage. That's it. I never saw it all the way through. So it made me think about that guy in that movie, right? It's this flaming semi truck. But but apparently the most commonly reported event on this route is ghost hitchhikers, and there are two that have been seen countless times and are rumored to not be friendly. Two girls, one in a white nightgown, waves the driver down. When they pull over, she simply vanishes. The second has been reported to jump out into traffic and disappear right before she's hit. Other stories are reported as well, one told by Native American locals who claim that there is a passenger apparition that rides in the backseat of the traveler's car. These evil shapeshifters, or shaman, are also seen as animals that run out into the highway. But there's more to this legend than just ghosts. Travelers have disappeared and returned days later, or trips that take significantly longer times to reach their destination. In 2003, believe it or not, due to many complaints of the mark of the beast, the highway was renamed to Highway 491. So it's not even Route 666 anymore. I've been on that road now. Really? <laughs> That's what I think of it, yeah. So where, what were you, did you drive Isn't down that road? is it in New Mexico or, or yeah. Colorado or somewhere? Yeah, it goes from west. Utah to New Mexico. Utah. That's where I rode it. Okay. Utah. I'm like, whoa. Never knew it was that road. You did know. you drive it at night? Uh, no. Uh, well, you know, maybe so. I was hauling some nitrous oxide, so good thing I didn't run across the flaming trucker. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything on the road like that? In, um, I've seen strange things out on the highway. Yeah, I've, I thought I've seen what I thought was UFOs. Yeah? Was oh, it yeah. a saucer? It was something that zipped across the sky faster than any airplane I've ever seen. Yeah, it wasn't a shooting star? It, no. It went side to side, straight across. Straight across. And Not up and in down. In Georgia, I was coming home from work. I was working in a, I was a busboy at a Shoney's restaurant. And uh, man, that like to kill me too, because I was working till midnight and then getting up at six o'clock to go to school. And I'd done that two or three nights a week. And I, I don't know if I was, you know, asleep or what, but I saw a flash of light go across the sky. It just kind of hovered and, and it was gone. Huh. And I have a police officer friend. He's actually a Vietnam veteran. Okay. And we go fishing and hunting and stuff together. Him and a bunch of people over in Jackson saw, he said, I know it was real. He said, I ain't crazy. Hmm. And they couldn't explain it. Some more hmm. of a hovering light, and then it just took off. You know? Took off. That's really all I've ever seen. But that one time, I never forgot it. I was like 16 years old, and I was like, something's out there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story of the truck driver that got picked up by a UFO? Uh, No. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> over in the uh, Appalachian Mountains, there's this story that goes that uh, – 
The truck driver got picked up by a UFO and uh, was gone for six hours. And uh, then they put him back down in his truck and he looked at his watch and only been a minute later. Oh. Yeah. That's freaky. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me and I hope it never happens to me. Yeah. (laughs) I'd have to go see the psychologist after that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's pretty neat. But but getting back to the uh, urban land, uh, the the it was it's a trucker song, Phantom Three O Nine. Have you ever heard it? No. Huh? Red Soul Vine. You've never heard Phantom Three O Nine? No. The trucker um, gets a he gets a he picks up a hitchhiker. Okay. And they he he talk he was standing in the rain and they they go to the he drops him off at the truck or he goes to a, drops him off and then he goes to a truck stop, and uh, he tells him that you know Big Joe is the guy's name that. Gave him a dime to buy him a cup of coffee. And he said, uh, no, Big Joe picks him up. That's what it is. Okay. And he said, you know, drops him off at the truck stop. Here's a dime, you know, tell him Big Joe sets you up. And he goes in there and everybody, like, no, you know. Big Joe crashed his truck to keep from hitting a busload of kids and killed himself to save the kids. And it's a song, Red Sylvine. So that's kind of a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's it a is kind very of cool. popular trucker song from the probably the 60s. I would Who think. sang it? Red Sylvine. I've never even heard of that guy. He sang either. a lot of trucker songs. Huh. And that's just one of the, that was just similar to that. Okay. So you've never had a ghost hitchhiker? No. Even when you're tired at night? I've seen things that I thought were ghosts. Really? And I'd go by there thinking, you know, maybe I should keep on going. I don't want to go back and see what that was. Yeah. I've seen things in the sky as well. I'm like, that don't look normal. So I kind of believe in that as well. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's a similar type of thing as the story of the vanishing hitchhiker. Have you ever heard of that? No, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, probably. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So here's the one about the vanishing hitchhiker. And it started in England. And uh, the story goes like this. Almost 40 years ago, a young tradesman from Bedfordshire, England, decided he would play the Good Samaritan and pick up a stranded traveler. It was to prove to be one of the most chilling and convincing paranormal encounters of modern times. Late in the evening, on 12 October 1979, 26-year-old carpet fitter Roy Fulton from Dunstable, England, was returning home from a pub, darts match, in nearby Leighton Buzzard when he stopped to give a lift to a young man standing on an isolated stretch of Station Road on the outskirts of Stanbridge. In the glare of the minivan's headlights, he saw you standing on the side of the road thumbing for a lift. He came to a stop in front of the hitchhiker, and the hitchhiker came up to the van. He was casually dressed. He had dark trousers. He had a jumper, wore a white collared shirt. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. So the man opened the passenger door and told the guy, the kid to get in, and he asked where he wanted him to go. And the, the hitchhiker didn't say anything. He just pointed, you know, in the front direction of the vehicle. So he just thought he wanted to keep going. So he pulled away and uh, continued in silence for a few minutes. And then he decided he was going to ask the kid if he wanted a cigarette. So he bent down to get his cigarettes and turned around to offer it to the passenger. When he looked, the kid was no longer there. So he pulled the minivan to a halt. And then he turned on the interior lights. He looked in the back of the vehicle and climbed into the back of it and still couldn't find the kid. And he was completely alone. Ooh. So fast forward to the United States, and this is a similar type of story that happened in Baltimore, um, uh, about a dozen miles outside of Baltimore on the main road to New York, route number one. And there was a doctor that was driving home this time, 
And it was late at night on a Saturday night. And he slowed up at an intersection and he saw a young girl at this intersection, right? And uh, she was dressed in this nice evening gown and she was waving at him, asking for a lift. So he, he, he stopped the vehicle and he pointed to her and he said, come on in. And he gave, uh, he put her in the back seat and uh, it, he was going to put her in the front seat, but he had all this crap in the front seat, right? So he couldn't put her in the front seat. So he said, you can get in the back, right? So the girl gets in the back. So he asked the girl, where are you going? She says, it's too long of a story to tell you now. And her voice was really sweet and tinkling, almost like sleigh bells, they say. So she said, please take me home. I'll explain everything there. The address is North Charles Street. I hope it's not too far out of your way. So the doctor went ahead and uh, headed towards the house that she had asked him to take him to. And she, he gets to the house and he turns around and was going to tell the girl, hey, we're here. And there's nobody in the back seat. Right. So he goes up to the house. Right. And he knocks on the door. <clears throat> nobody answers. And he knocks on the door and nobody answers. So he starts banging on the door really hard because he's thinking, this is weird. I need to find out who's supposed to be in the house. Right. So finally, this old gray haired man opens the door and he says, the doctor tells him, I had this most weirdest thing happen to me. I picked up this girl and he's, he stops him right there. And he says, he says, yeah, he says, my daughter is the girl that you picked up and she was killed at the intersection that you found her. Mm. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's been pretty recent. Yeah. That, so what do you think? You think that's that happens? I, you know, I, I think I think people have their own thing, but it's I can't deny it. I mean, I can't say that he's wrong or right, but I do. I think stuff like that happens. Yeah. It's unexplained and I get into that type of stuff, you know. I used to love to watch unsolved mysteries on TV. Okay. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Have you heard the one about the family that gets stuck on the railroad tracks? Their car dies on the railroad tracks. No. And the, the husband is trying to start the car, and here comes the train. All of a sudden, right before the train gets there, they roll off the railroad tracks. The, he hasn't even gotten out of the car. They're still in the car. The car's not started. And uh, so when he gets off the tracks, he finally gets the car started, and they go to the local police station. And uh, they go back and uh, to the back of his car, and they fingerprint the trunk, and there's uh, 26 handprints on the back of his car. There's, there was 13 children killed in a van at that intersection at, oh at the, on the God. railroad track, and so the 13 children pushed him off the railroad track. That's the legend. Wow, and, gives uh, me goosebumps, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really cool story. It is. I'm not yeah. sure if I got all of it 100%, but yeah. that's the gist of it. Yeah. So you've never picked up a ghost hitchhiker? No. <laughs> That'd probably freak me out if I did. <laughs> I wouldn't be so calm, you know. Yeah. But if you get a chance, you got to listen to Phantom 309. You'll like it. Okay, I will. So some of the other things that are out there are kind of kind of interesting, too. There's this one about a black dog. Have you heard about that? No, I've heard okay. black cat, of course. But Yeah, me too. But this one is kind of cool because this one is about a driver's going down the road late at night and starting to get tired and sleepy, right, and dozes off and uh, sees a black dog jump out into the road, which, you know, basically wakes the, wakes the person up, right? Some say the dog disappears. Some say the dog stays at the side of the road. But the legend is that a driver was driving down the road with his dog and he dozed off and ended up in a fatal crash. 
Um, so now the dog haunts the weary drivers and alerts them when danger is to come. Oh, wow. That's a nice That's story. That's pretty cool. You know, I saw yeah. there was a movie called Black Dog, but I'm, that might be, is that part of Okay. Right. Wow. So what's the movie about? Um, Patrick Swayze, and he gets um, hired by somebody to haul an illegal freight of some sort. And then there's other people are trying to capture the freight, I think, and so it's Patrick Swayze playing a truck driver. And I think he actually had to drive the truck. They had to teach him how to drive it. But it's a pretty cool movie. And it was called Black Dog. Now, that sounds pretty cool there. They yeah. go along with it. Yeah. There's another one about high beams, right? And it's a, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's a, a story about um, a young woman stops at a gas station at night and she runs inside for something. She gets in her car and pulls out to the highway, and a truck driver that was also at the gas station follows her onto the highway. As she's driving, she notices the driver keeps flashing the high beams at her. So apparently that continues for quite some time, and the woman grows worried that she's being followed. So finally, after having enough you know, high beams slashing at her, she pulls off and runs inside to tell somebody. And the trucker had followed her as well inside, um, so she demands to know what he wants, and that's when the man says, there's a killer in your back seat. Every time he raised his weapon up, I flashed my lights, and he would crouch back down. And so then she looks in the back seat of her car, and she sees a man lying in wait. Wow. So kind of a cool story, that too, is a cool right? Story, that there's yeah. a good Samaritan truck driver out that's there right. just trying to take care of young women. If it so. was me, I'd have a lot of words for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I haven't yeah. heard that. Me neither. And then the last one I have today is about parking. There's no parking. So cemeteries, right, give most people the creeps, um, which is kind of interesting because when I was a kid and I was growing up in Des Moines, at the end of our street, we had a cemetery. And right next to the cemetery, there was a house where an old man lived. And we would <laughs> run behind the cemetery into the woods and the legend was that there was an old man and he had a shotgun. And if he caught you, he was going to shoot you. <laughs> okay. So we were always hiding out in the woods behind the cemetery. But anyways, uh, cemeteries give people creeps mostly for good reason. Um, this story talks about a driver who pulls off to the side of the road for a night's sleep. Uh, the driver goes through a small town and on the outskirts, he's passed by a cemetery. He finds a spot and goes to sleep without problems, but wakes up around 3 a.m. by a loud bang. The trucker looks around, but nothing is inside the truck. Then another bang hits the driver's side door. The driver looks out the window and sees nothing. Suddenly, the whole truck starts to shake violently, and when the shaking subsides, the driver thinks he's in the clear until he hears the doors unlock. <laughs> the passenger door opens and he hears something climb in. The cab light turns on, and when the driver looks in the front seat, nobody's there. Ooh. That's kind of creepy, too, that isn't is creepy. it? <laughs> <laughs> this is more of a funny story about cemeteries. My father grew up across the road from the Baptist church where he lives, where they went. And uh, there was a lot of my, probably half the people buried there akin to me. But they have the, probably a lot of taller gravestones from back in the day. And a lot of the people would walk. Someone didn't have cars. This was back in the 30s and 40s. And uh, there was a little store, not a convenience store, but like a store down the road from a lot of people. They'd walk there instead of drive. So my dad and his brothers would get over there in the cemetery, and they would make, you know, boo and you know, boo, you know, and, and run out with sheets on their heads. And 
uh, and it'd scare the people. They'd all take off running. So they did that for a long time. And, it, it, you know, I was like, man, that's mean. You should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always heard, don't step on a grave. You know, if you're in a cemetery, just walk around. If the headstone, you know, they're, they're this far out. So I don't want to stand on the grave. I always heard that was bad to stand on someone's grave. Huh. I don't know why, but I never heard that. You never before. heard that one. Nuh-uh. I, you don't want to stand on a grave. Okay. Yeah, kind of stand off to the side or between the headstones. So. Uh huh. Probably nothing to it, but I've always thought that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about the tunnels in Missouri. I'll tell you about the tunnels at the Air Force Academy. Okay. Okay. The tunnels in Missouri are still there. I I went by the one in Independence recently, okay. uh, and it looks like they don't use it anymore. But uh, Independence and um. Branson in that area, there they have underground warehouses, and uh, you go up and it's food stuff mainly. And uh, there, there was a particular brand, um, always save or not great value, but something to that effect. It was uh, stuff that was sold by independent grocers. Uh huh. And you go in, you check in at this guard shack, and you drive in this series of streets under the ground in in the rock. And this is in Missouri. Missouri. Yes. And you you go to this certain building in there, and and first thing happens when you get under there, there's no radio station or TV, and you find the docks, you back in, and they load you your whatever you're picking up, canned goods is what I picked up. Wow! And delivered them to uh, Jackson, Mississippi, to the grocery warehouse. That's pretty cool. It is, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard about the, I, they say the Mormons have a lot of that in out west, the underground bunkers or storage of food and stuff. Wow, that's pretty cool. Right, so the military has some, huh? Yeah. So, so we all know I went to the Air Force Academy, right? Right. And uh, when I was there my freshman year, right, uh, everybody always, all the upperclassmen always talked about these tunnels, right, that there was these underground tunnels. But, you know, you couldn't find them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody knew where they were at. And uh, um, so it was just kind of a legend for the longest time, right? Um, and then one night, in, in the middle of the night, uh, all the upperclassmen started banging on the doors get up, get up, get up, get out, you know, <laughs> and jacking us up again as usual. So we thought we were in trouble. We thought we were going for a midnight run, you know, throwing on our fatigues, you know, combat boots and all that shit. And uh, and so we get out in the hallway and, and uh, we're pulling chins, right? I don't know if anybody knows what that means, but, you know, you got to suck your chin back into your right. face and you got to see how many chins you can pull. <laughs> so so anyways, it was, it was uh, um, then they started us marching down the hallway. So we start going down these stairs and we keep going down and then we go past these doors that, you know, look like walls, right? And uh, and so finally we get down way into the underground and there's these tunnels. And the tunnels actually connect the big building to the what was called the field house. And so we walked across the field house and it was the coolest thing because right there was, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it was, um, was what was Daniel's? What was the country music star? Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels. So we get in the field house and all the upperclassmen bring all the lower classmen in marching, you know, and there's Charlie Daniels just picking his guitar and singing. It was the coolest thing ever. And that was the one and only time we got to see the tunnels. But it was like this motivation, you know, how they get with the military and get, try to get kids (laughs) motivated. It's pretty cool. It was cool. I thought of one more little urban legend or thing. And my, my wife, this is from her. We live on a, a road called Pleasant Hill Road, uh-huh. and I don't know, it's about maybe seven miles long or so, but it, it's it's kind of hilly and curvy. So right before you get to our house, there's what they call a hollow. 
or then the country folks say holler, you know. Mm-hmm. So you go down this hill and, and, and back up. And um, she always says, that's Jerry Ware Holla. And I said, well, what does that mean? That's where a, a guy named Jerry Ware was killed in that, uh, when they were kids, killed oh, wow. in that, in that uh, this, when you're going off the hill, the sun shines in your eyes, and, the, and especially in the fall and, and winter. And it's real bright, and the, somebody crossed over the line and hit him head on and killed him. But So now if we go past that, if, if I'm almost home, you yeah. say, where are you at? I'm in Jerry Ware Holla. Wow. <laughs> and that yeah. comes from Sandy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the last things that I can always think about with superstitions and weird stories and kind of in keeping with Halloween is a convoy. Have you ever been in a convoy? I have. Really? Mm-hmm. So tell us about it. Okay. So it was, uh, I not long started driving a truck, probably in the, it was in the mid eighties, okay. 80, probably 85, 86. And we're coming from California going to uh, Chicago. We had a load of oranges on, and we were overweight. We had went around all the scales that we could. And we got to Nebraska, or the Nebraska state line out of uh, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Or is it Wyoming that crossed? Anyway, the, yeah. Yeah. It does. Pine Bluffs, Wyoming yep. there. And uh, it's my turn to drive. We're teaming. And uh, so uh, for whatever reason, I was in the left lane. No, I, yeah, I come up on a, a three trucks, and they were all cattle haulers. And uh, they were in the left lane, so I got over behind them, and I got on the CB, and I said, you know, y'all need to get out of my way. Y'all are in my way. They're, we're running about, you know, we're clicking above the speed limit because we had to go. We were running late because of dodging the scales, you know. And so they slid over, and I passed them. Then they fell in behind me. And the further we went, I kept looking in my mirror, man, the trucks, we probably had 25 or 30 trucks. Wow. In a row. And it was real early on a Sunday morning. We got to a, probably close to Grand Island. And uh, we met a um, Nebraska state trooper. Oh. <laughs> well, he turned his lights on. And then when he saw there how many trucks was in the row, he shut them off and just let us go. <laughs> but we made it across Nebraska in, in uh, five hours and about 40 minutes from oh one gosh. end to the other. Well, we want to make sure our listeners know they're not supposed to drive that fast. This was in the 80s, and we didn't care then. <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those spooky stories that we don't want to No, follow, that's a spooky right? story. Yes. Don't do that. <laughs> well, on that note, we want to thank Bruce Pritchard for being with us today, and uh, we wish everyone a happy Halloween. We hope you get lots of trick-or-treat candy, and uh, hope you don't have any of those superstitions or things happen to you on the road. (laughs) And don't forget to listen to Phantom 309. And Phantom 309.